We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. What's your best shotgun shooting tip for hunting or for, for hitting a, a moving target? Well, um, Eric, I like to, you know, keep your eye on the target. Make sure you, you got bullet eyes open when you're shooting a shotgun. You know, I mean, you don't shoot a shotgun like a rifle. You know, keep bullet eyes open. You follow the bird, you get in front of the bird, and you pull the trigger. All right, fair enough. And, and we get a lot of guys, too, that, you know, they ask, you know, modified super modified full choke what type of choke tube do you use and why man i use a, a pattern master uh most of the time and it really patterns like an, an improved cylinder i just like a, a um wider pattern you know i mean I, I shoot pretty decent but i still like to have a little a little play you know but um when ducks are within 30 holes i'm going to shoot um that uh, decoy, but then if they're a little bit out there, or maybe I'm shooting some bigger geese, I might go to, you know, a pattern master mid range or even a pattern master uh, long range if I have to. You know, it just just depends on the weather, it depends on on what the birds are doing. Because if it's kind of windy, I'm going to want to shoot a tighter choke. Mm-hmm. Sure, makes sense. Uh, gr- greetings, duck hunting fanatics. Eric Wilkes here, and I have on the line with me Roland Cortez. Uh, out of uh, out of Arkansas, and he works with Arkansas County Guide Service. So thanks again for joining us, Roland. We appreciate you being here. Hey, thank you, man. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas, too. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I know uh, you get uh, a little bit of time away from guiding the next few days, but, uh, you know, you don't get a lot of time away from hunting, and that that's a good thing. So you get to take a little bit of time for yourself and uh, hunt yourself. So, you know, Merry Christmas to you and to your family. We, we certainly do appreciate it. And, uh you know, tell us, just recap for us. What did you see over the last couple of weeks as you were out in the field? Well, Eric, uh, it, our second split started on the uh, 11th. And when it, it started with a bang, you know, I had four days of exceptional, you know, duck 
and goose hunting. I mean, I had I had some of my friends from Kentucky usually book that second weekend because it's always been that good, and, and it was it was nothing but extraordinary. We limited out on ducks and specs for four days straight. We shot seven man limited ducks, seven man limited specs every their whole four days. So that was from Wednesday through about the Sunday. And we had this front come in kind of right about on Monday and Tuesday, which it was, hunting was, was all right on that, uh, uh, Sunday. But come Monday and Tuesday, I, I really do believe that us, we lost a few ducks, you know, with, with this passing cold front and we kind of really didn't have any to, to replace them, but the hunting was still fair. Sure. You know, anytime you can limit it out, it's it's awesome. But to do it, you know, with consecutive days in a row like that, that's still pretty cool. And I know you you've sent me a bunch of pictures, and I'm gonna share that uh, with this with this podcast here that we're gonna be putting out and just showing people some of the ducks that you've smashed. So you know, keep those picks coming. I definitely love love getting them, and it's awesome to see the successes that you guys have had up to this point. And I know we've talked a lot about you know just briefly here. We talked a little bit about you know, how to hit a moving target, which choke tubes you use. What about ammunition? What do you, what do you, what type of ammo do you shoot and why? Uh, well, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, we have to shoot, you know, some type of fuse out of some type of non-toxic. But um, if if we have, if I have to shoot fuse out, I prefer to shoot. Um, it's kind of an off brand, but it's called Silky. Uh, they're, they're not really high price. I just like the way the, my, my Benelli pattern with it. And uh, I usually prefer um a three inch, you know, number two or number four, but a lot of times we're shooting geese, so um I shoot more of a number two. But um these last couple of years I've got into a lot of the non toxic stuff. There's a shell out there called Boss. I don't know if you ever heard of it yet. But uh it, it's it's kinda a couple of years on the market and it's more of a business, non toxic, you know, stuff and I've had the opportunity to shoot some of it and um I shoot mostly the two and three quarter number five and the two and three quarter number four. And then tell you, it crushes a speckle belly up to 50 yards. Man, I'm so impressed with this boss that uh, I'm kind of going to start shooting it all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I, I have not heard of it. Uh, I'm going to definitely take some time and look it up for sure. And, and you know, uh, Eric, I, I'm no way affiliated with boss. It's just some, some animals that I came across of and some guys are using it. And uh, I'm really impressed with it. Um, I, I ordered at least to, to, to try it back again and uh, mean it. If you ever get a chance, you need to try it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it. I've always just been a fan of Federal for for whatever reason, and the same thing. I'm in no way affiliated with them, but uh, you know, I killed killed my my very first turkey with Federal, and I was shooting a three inch, and mm-hmm. I I dropped him at 75 yards. So I went, okay, this animal is good enough for me. You know, <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. You That's know, exciting. yeah, I mean, so it, and, uh, it's exciting. You know, a lot of the ammo has to do with the way your gun patterns too, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, once, once you figure out the range of your gun and, and what it patterns at, you know, then you'd be mighty impressive how far you can shoot something and actually kill it. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, you know, and there, that's that's actually a really good tip for, for anybody who's listening is, um, and, and I've done this a lot. I know I first did this with, with my Benelli when I got it. Um, I went out and I, I shot six or seven different types of ammo in it just to purely see how each one of them patterned and took the extra time to switch out the cardboard and make sure that I'm, you know, shooting the same ammo at the same piece of cardboard and really monitoring the patterns. And I think if you take the time to figure out, 
you know, how your gun matches up with certain types or, or different types of ammo that's out there. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. You'd be real surprised at how far you can shoot. Now, all that said, don't do what I did. <laughs> my, my first turkey, I did not intend to shoot 75 yards, but we couldn't get the bird to come any closer. So I was like, well, we either take the shot and, uh, uh, see if we can, we can smash him or we let him go. <laughs> and, uh, no, yeah, I mean, no practice at all at that range. I, I promise you. So, um, you know, don't, don't, I would never recommend that. You know, if you get the chance, you know, go out and practice and just see how far you can, you can shoot and how your gun patterns. And then from there, you, you know, you'll surprise yourself for sure. Yeah, you're right there. And like I said, I tell it to everybody, you know, you, you take a couple of different shell manufacturers and, and you shoot your gun and, and try different choke tubes just to see how, what shell, you know, uh, patterns best with your gun, and that's kind of what you go at to hunt, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I know you spend a lot of time in the field guiding, you know, so, I, you know, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about, you know, safety, because, I, you know, safety is important, and, and it's something I, I know as a guide you're very conscious of because you're typically hunting with multiple guns in the blind or multiple guns in the field with multiple people. So when you're hunting from a blind in a party, uh, and you're guiding, right? How do you set up to shoot safely? Well, you know, try to make sure that all barrels are pointed up, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, safety is, is, is my utmost importance while hunting on guiding, you know, and, and uh, I try to make sure that I watch as much as I can on what everybody's doing, and that's typically why. I don't really shoot when I'm guiding because I, I have a lot there when I'm trying to watch everybody. I'm trying to make sure that you are watching the dog and making sure all this stuff happens. But yeah, man, I mean, safety is, is unmoving. And, you know, making sure guns are on safety, making sure, you know, your muzzles are pointed out of the, you know, in the upwards position to where if it does accidentally go off, make sure your gun's in a spot to where it can't get over and go off in the gun. You know, make sure the dog's not running over the guns or just simple things like that, you know, that, that I have really stress on when hunting with a, with a, with a big group of people in a bar. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure over the years you've, uh, you've seen it all. You've, you've been there and, and I'm sure you've got some wild stories and some close calls. What's, what's one that stands out in your mind that you can remember and how did you well, respond? I, I will tell you this. There was a last year, there was an interview with another guy that, that worked for us. And, you know, there were probably eight of them in a blind. And again, people, we have holes set, shoot, shooting holes, we call them, in a blind where each hunter can get in there and sit back and watch the birds work and shoot up the shoot. So, bird came in, um, the guys were swinging on the bird, and one particular person happened to swing over another barrel, and he pulled the trigger, he blew the front half of the barrel off. Goodness. Well, it sent uh, BBs and, and metal parts, you know, scattering throughout the blind. Luckily, nobody was hurt. But, I mean, it's little things like that that people have to, you know, watch out for. A duck is not worth somebody's life, you know. So, you know, we, we have to be very careful where we swing it at, where we point the gun at, because once you pull the trigger, we can't take it back. Yep. Nope. And that's, that's oh, a very, 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 very good point, you know. And, you know, it's very, very uh, relieved nobody was hurt. And it's just one of those things you just have to be conscious and 
I'm glad to hear is a guide that you don't typically shoot or you don't typically carry a gun with you because, you know, there really is, especially when you're hunting with multiple people, right, that, you know, you got a lot of moving parts. You're calling, you're watching the dog, you're watching the ducks, you're watching the hunters, making sure everybody's safe and swinging their gun in the right direction. And there's just a lot of to be aware of. And anybody who hunts in a, in a, in a party like that with more than one gun, uh, you know, you can't take it too seriously. And, and I can tell you a story and, and I wasn't personally there, but one of my best friends was, and he was out in the field and they were walking through a cornfield, uh, to set up and, uh, an older gentleman that was with, with them, uh, actually, uh, caught his gun on a corn stalk. And as the gun twisted off of his shoulder, cause he had, was carrying it with a strap, it fell hit the safety and then the piece of the stock caught the trigger just right. And he actually lost part of his leg on a corn stalk. Wow. Right. I mean, just a crazy story. He had his safety on, had his strap on everything, doing everything right. Just carrying his gun through the corn and just happened to everything just caught just right. And it literally it hit him in the calf, blew off part of his calf all the way down through his foot. And they said, look, just for, for us to save this, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to sever your, sever your leg at the knee and uh, lost part of his legs. Can't ever we, take this too serious. We stress safety a lot. Um, Eric, that's the first thing when we get in the blind before we get to shoot, you know, I have a, I have a safety meeting every morning with, with every group of different uh, people I take out. You know, I'm um, safety is utmost power. And another thing I want to talk about, you know, is is when you hunt with a dog, you know, and then, you know, my dog, I have a lot of money invested in it, but it's not mm-hmm. just the money. This dog's part of my part of my family, so, you know, I treat it like a family member, and I well stress when the dog's out of the blind, nobody shoot cripples. My dog will pick up four or five birds, six hundred birds, blinds, easy. So if the bird's crippled, I mean, uh, just let it go, and the dog will catch it. You know, yeah. I lose very few cripples. And, you know, like I said, I stress it a lot. And, and if you ever get a chance to hunt with me, you'll see. You know, and I, and I well tell them, the dog's out of the blind. Nobody shoot. I had an incident last year, last weekend of ducks. Guy shoots a bird. Dog goes out of the blind. I hear a gunshot. The dog, the, the guy thought the dog was a bird, you know, taking off. And, and at this point, you know, it, it turned out to be a, um, a safety matter. And I almost called the hunt. Because you know it was a it was a, a real big safety issue, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I stress it a lot when when my dog or anybody or a customer dog is out the blind, nobody shoots to cripple unless I tell them to shoot. You know, mm-hmm. now you know, Eric, I, I, I carry it. With me. I choose not to shoot with my customers because my customers because I feel that uh, I don't need to. I mean, I bring my gun if I have to chase a cripple or something like that, but. I just choose not to shoot, you know, because I have a lot going on and lots to worry about. So that, that's just my discrepancy not to shoot. Yeah, and, and that's smart. And yeah, and I, I tell, you know, I guide a little bit too, and I do some upland guiding as well. And uh, the same rules apply, right? Barrels are always up. Um, if the dog's running right. after a bird, do not shoot. Um, if, if, if the bird flies and you shoot, after the second shot, we're done. We're not taking a third because that dog is chasing that bird, whether it's whether it's dead or whether it's flying. <laughs> so that's right. I totally understand. Yeah, right? And they are they're 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 part of the family, right? And and so 
You, they're, they're very close to us and you have a relationship with them and you do, you have a lot of time, money, effort, energy, resources, everything tied up in that dog and, you know, shooting countless birds during the season. And, and, and more importantly, right. The first two to three years, typically of a dog's life, you're, you're shooting birds and over them in the off season as often as you can too, whether right. on preserve or anywhere else. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that to make that dog, to, to instill, that drive, instill that drive in them, right? So, you know, you my uh, my dog is my dog is going to the trainer for the last eight years. You know, mm-hmm. every every summer, the season we in, she'll go to the trainer. We'll we'll run HRC and AKC, you know, dog trials and stuff like that to keep her in shape. So, I mean, yes, I mean, uh, she she's very much part of the family. You know, mm-hmm. she's she's, a, she's another one of my duck hunting tools. Yeah, exactly. That dog. That dog. That's right. Without that dog, there'd be a lot of walking for me. And, and to be honest with you, she's kind of the star of the show, you know, out, out of every hunt. And if you, you know, if a lot of people follow me up, up on my Facebook page, you'll see all my customers talking to Holly of my dog with some of the phenomenal retrieves that she makes, you know, four or five hundred yard blinds, you know, and, and just, just some of the things she does, you know. And, and my trainer has done a great job with her. I give him all the credit for training her. And, and you know, I got to give credit to the dog, too. Yeah, nope, it ain't, it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you got to give the trainers a lot of credit, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can just tell certain breeds and certain dogs that, that have a good pedigree, pedigree too, because, uh, a lot of times you can't instill a drive in a dog, right? The dog either has the drive and the passion or, or they don't. That's right. Pretty, pretty black and white, pretty cut and dry. And I can rap with dogs about you, know, with you all day because I just, I just love it. And, you know, I don't know what I would do without a, without a hunting dog. It really is. It's, it, and you hit the nail on the head, right? It, they're, they're the star of the show. I have just as much fun and I have goosebumps just talking about it. Just going out and watching the dogs work is just an absolute blast. I, yeah, I right. care less if I don't shoot any birds or ducks, I could care less. You know, I know my dog had fun and I had fun and I had just as much fun watching the dog work. So it's um, one of those things that you just want to enjoy. Most of the customers that we have have seen my dog, you know, come up over the years because most of them have been hunting, hunting with me since I've had her. You know, so they've seen her get better and better as the years pass by. But with all of us, you know, that guy for Arkansas County and guy for Chandler, we all have dogs. I mean, we all have very good dogs for our customers. Mm-hmm. We are dogs friendly there. I mean, anybody has a dog and they want to bring them hunting, I mean, most of our blinds can, can hold more than one dog. So, I mean, like I tell everybody, if you have one, you want to bring it home, feel free to bring it. I mean, and, and if your dog's not up to that caliber and they can only go so far, you send your dog out, I'll send mine to get them the longer retrieve. You know, I, I love seeing all dogs work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's awesome that uh, you've had the opportunity for a lot of your clients to to essentially grow up with your dog. I mean, that's really a cool experience. And I think anybody who's hunted over dogs, they realize the value of having that dog and, you know, they get a kick out of it too and they enjoy it too. And so it makes it, uh, it makes the hunt all that much more interesting in my opinion. And I think it makes it all that much more fun too. That's right. I mean, it's just not hunting without a a dog. That's right. That's right. All right, my friends. Well, thanks so much for joining and tuning in and listening to us. I've got Roland Cortez of Arkansas County Guide Service. Roland, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and book a hunt with you real quick. Guys, you know, gals, y'all can look us up on Facebook at Arkansas County Duck Guide Service. Same thing on Instagram or you can contact me at 
414-444-4997. You know, it's my cell phone. You can call me at any time if you're looking to book a duck hunt. Or you need lodging around the St. Dodd area, and you know, I'd like to wish everybody out there on that spot at Arkansas County Death Guide Service Merry Christmas and a, happy, and a Happy New Year. Awesome. Thanks so much. Again, that's Roland Cortez with Arkansas County Guide Service. Make sure to mention Duck Hunting Fanatics. That way he knows the community is listening uh, and he knows that we're, we're uh, uh, he, you're getting some value out of some of his tips and some of the things that he's willing to share. So, Roland, once again, we thank you for your time, my friend. You have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll look forward to reconnecting with you again next week. Yes, sir. You take care, man. All right. You too, brother. You've been listening to Duck Hunting Fanatics. Boots on the ground, eyes in the sky migration report. On each show, we go knee-deep in the duck blind, and we talk to professional duck guides from all over the country. We interview them and get their top tips and tricks from their years of experience. We talk about everything duck hunting, applications for hunting over small spreads, hunting with decoys, the top five UTV accessories, shotgun accessories, duck decoys, anything and everything gear and apparel. To contact us when we're not doing a show, go to the website at duckhuntingfanatics.com. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at Duck Hunting Fanatics. We'll see you next time.